Which of these have a bigger impact on learning? Teacher's subject matter knowledge, a whole language or balanced literacy approach, giving students control over learning, or building systems for response to intervention. If you said giving students control over learning, you'd be the farthest from the truth. Hey, this is Matt, and you're listening to the Math Foss Mashup. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of season two. Today, we're talking about systems for reading improvement. And first, let me say thank you. I'm deeply humbled that you've chosen to spend this time with me. In today's episode, we're going to explore some research and some systems that have a tremendous impact on reading instruction. But first, a word from this season's sponsor. Did you know that in a study of over 6,000 individuals, one key factor was found to have a tremendous impact on social and cognitive development? That one factor was play. Creative, engaging, and fun play. At Team Time Education, it is our pleasure to create fun and engaging resources and strategies for thousands of teachers and classrooms. Check us out at teamtimeeducation.com. We're here for your students and your teachers. TeamTomEducation.com. Here's the progression of reading through human history. Cave painting, stone and wood tablets, scrolls, scribed books, printing press, modern printing, digital books, e-readers, and now audiobooks. While the next major steps in reading technology are unknown, here are a few known results from this technological progression. The progression, like all technology, changes at exponential rates moving forward. The tasks associated with reading have become increasingly less labor-intense. Compare reading an audiobook to deciphering a cave painting. The reading skills change over time, and they change drastically as the technology and the medium changes. The process of reading is becoming more of a process of thinking and less of an emphasis on text, symbols, and print. What does this mean for how we teach and emphasize the reading process in our schools? Well, I wish I had the answer to that question. The thing I do know is that the future of reading instruction is uncertain. The strategies that we used in the 1980s will not be used in 2100 because the technology of reading will be so drastically different. This means reading in 2035 will certainly be more automated and less about characters, words, and print. Disabilities associated with reading will likely cease to exist. Remember the history. Reading has always changed and how we go about doing it changes along with it. When humans painted caves, the readers spent incredible amounts of time interpreting the author's intent. When humans listen to audiobooks that are read by the author, there's very little cognitive energy spent on interpreting author's intent. It's right there in the author's tone of voice, the pacing, and even in the author's off-text commentary. 
In the past decade, we've made a drastic change to the reading process with audiobooks, and there are differences in the reading processes even between a computerized audiobook versus the author's reading of the same book. Undoubtedly, this shift will impact education, and the next shift will impact our literacy learning systems even more. If we embrace this shift, we can use the technology to catapult us forward. If we ignore the shift, we will be made as irrelevant as teaching how to use a typewriter. So what does this mean for our reading systems now? 2018, 2019, 2020. It means we need to rely on systems more than strategies. See, the thing about instructional strategies is they always change in terms of their effectiveness. Pendulum, because yes, it swings from one side to the other. It just depends on one thing, and that thing always changes its student needs. However, systems are different. They play the long game. They provide the structures within which different strategies are deployed. Systems create cultures, and cultures create lasting success. Systems matter for reading instruction because they pinpoint learning rates before they become learning gaps. Systems also expose instructional mismatches before they become deficiencies. A teacher's weakness, as we perceive it, may simply be a mismatch for the student need. Systems highlight these mismatches. What systems can take good reading instruction and create great reading cultures? Let's look. In reading cultures, we often refer to the terms RTI or MTSS, multi-tier support services, but the driver of these support systems for reading instruction come down to a multi-gate screening system. A multi-gate screening system is the assessment process that allows you to catch different learning deficiencies as they progress. So for example, you may be using MAP data or RAPS 360 data or even STAR 360, some type of general universal screener to catch overall reading deficiency, probably in terms of reading levels, for catching students with an overall general sweep. But the multi-gate system of screening takes it one step further. Let's also catch instructional gaps. And so that's not in the form of walkthroughs, specific data, or teacher-teacher data. That's in the form of A-B testing. We could devote an entire season to the concept of A-B testing because it's not caught on yet. A-B testing is a very simple way to make incremental improvements in instruction that snowball into large cumulative impacts. Now, before we go down the long trail of assessment and data, let's look at why RTI fails for reading. First, it's often used as a tool or a set of tools instead of a system. We use it as a roadway to process 
student formal evaluation instead of a system of success. And thirdly, it often gets used as a program that we put kids on. Back in 2005, I was teaching fourth grade, an incredible principal who led an exemplary school trusted me to create a tech-based solution to the problem of documenting reading interventions. This was the beginnings of Google Forms, mind you, and so the solutions for documentation were quite scant. Unfortunately, the solution that we created became the main touchstone between teachers and RTI. Thus, RTI became synonymous with documentation. I bring this story up because most schools have a similar journey that evolves in a similar fashion. Here are the steps. You're probably familiar with them. Number one, we're doing RTI. Number two, we need to keep track of the interventions. Number three, here's a form for teachers. Number four, students are still struggling, so let's meet. Number five, uh, teachers, bring your forms to the meeting. Number six, let's try something different. Number seven, let's move to formal evaluation. That's to say, RTI fails as a process to create the impact on learning that it could when we use it as a tool for guess and check. Guess and check only works in math problems because there are four answer choices. In learning to read, there are innumerable choices, and that's where a systems approach works best. It's my hope in this episode that I've left you with more questions than answers. More reasons to think in terms of systems as opposed to reading strategies. If you're looking for more technical details about reading systems, I'm sharing those over the course of the next two weeks at the MathLost blog. You can get those at mafost.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I ask one thing. Please pass it along. Let's go out there and make an impact.